Oh, I just realized the artist I confused Silk Sonic with was Silk City. Who is Silk City? That's the duo of Mark Ronson and Diplo. Oh. Oh, similar energy. Yeah. I guess. Mark Ronson's a collaborator, right? With old Bruno Mars. Correct? Oh, yeah, of course. So if they started another supergroup, it'd be just Silk Silk. Oh, the, the Silk and Silk? The Double <laughs> Silk? Silk Square? Yeah. I like that. They should do that. Just yeah. the quartet, and it's just like silk, but um, spelled out with like dots in between each of the letters. <laughs> and each letter just stands for silk? Yeah. <laughs> all just different parts of silk. Yeah. Yeah, they're all acronyms for the same word. <laughs> That's very silk, good. Silk, elk, lick, K. Yep. Or silk. And that's their first album. <laughs> this sink got me smoking out the window, but it's okay, because I'm a fire mare. Welcome <laughs> to Sink Floyd, the Crawler Day special. We sync the greatest albums of the year 2021 with, of course, the 1980s flop, fantasy sci fly, swashbuckling, epic crawl. My name is Gareth Blackler, and ladies, come up to the stage because it's my pleasure to introduce the man I named James Barron. Hello. Hey, baby, it's James Barron, funkadelic extraordinaire, uh, here on the mic. Uh, ready to talk about my album of the year and how it yes. synced with my favorite sci-fi um, <laughs> film. You're just so it used to spelling fly that it's worked your, its way into your own speech, you know? Yes. Like, Anderson and Bruno just came together and got right into your mind and you're like, yeah. well, I know, I know that word now. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> I deserve to be with somebody as sci-fi as me, should have been my intro. Oh, <laughs> that's oh. pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. But yeah, tell the people about this album and about your year in music. Buddy. Especially your bizarre Spotify rap you talked about. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, my year in music has been sort of a mess. Um, it's been all over the place. I got, yeah, first of all, I'll talk about my Spotify wrapped. I got uh got my spotify wrapped in and featuring almost exclusively in my top 100 playlist is the music of dark side of the moon from fabled band pink floyd um there's a bunch of other stuff in there i'm so thankful that my number one song of the year wasn't that Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it is like my my song of the year was a very sad song so (laughs) i don't know what that says about me um regardless it was it was a strange year according to spotify but Mm. a good year overall for different albums that i enjoyed throughout it's been a contentious race for me as well you said that you um had a tough time picking yours until Mm. uh the little sims dropped that fantastic album and you were like wow that solves it um but yeah i i was struggling throughout the year because there was there was one that I thought was going to be um, a big hit and then a lot of them just started coming in, coming in thick and fast and rolled over me. I've got my uh, 
recommendations my oh, yes the running contenders this this one i nearly ran with because i thought it would be an exceptionally fun episode but um uh, jeff rosenstock who's like a uh indie rock guy came out with an album mm. last year called no dream and then he released a version of that album this year called scar dream and it's all scar variations <laughs> of his album <laughs> every yes, song on the every album every band needs to do that it's so good there are songs on it that like i didn't like on the first album on the regular album <laughs> but mm. when they're scarred up gareth they're so much better and i love them <laughs> it's oh. kind of wild so this is my scar revival year in a way it's fucking good good Get, as a double feature those two albums are so worth a listen yeah so, no dream into scar dream you'll have oh. a dream um, pick it up, pick it up. Yeah, pick it up, pick it up now. Um, so, uh, other honourable em- em- honorable mentions. We've got um, Old Man Saxon, a chill rapper. Uh, he, was on a, he was on like a Netflix special that he didn't win, but um, he is just a good rapper that I've been following for a while. He's got a chill-ass album called Rothko's Chicken and Waffles, which is oh, yeah. well worth a listen, just a vibe out and listen to some smooth songs highlight on that is a song called hell yeah by the way which is exactly what it implies um (laughs) what else we got uh early in the year i um found this uh pop debut from sg lewis called um times times stylized as all lowercase um which is just the most bonkers debut pop record because it features just so many big names it's got nile rogers on it it's got rye on it it's got robin on it (laughs) it's so good (laughs) yeah it's just this like yeah it's just sweet like club pop hits banger after banger and just wild for a debut album um (laughs) so check that one out um also uh, one more. I got uh, Mick Bass, who is uh, a like an illustrator firstly and musician second. Um, illustrates under the name Mick Bass, but um, <laughs> for music, it's Mick Bass and uh, their album Tubes. And that's just like a real hypnotic, like bass filled electro Ooh. album. It's really beautiful to just uh vibe out to the nice the nice keyboards the nice basses yeah it's really good and also some like really uh beautifully made um music videos he does all the illustration for that stuff it's all like his style is very um uh old school animation a lot of references to uh like early mickey mouse and stuff like that so yeah worth checking out all of those um but yeah rounding it out at the end of the year i couldn't not choose this album um silk sonic an evening with silk sonic because i'm i feel like i'm gonna catch flack for this choice because i feel like it's a pretty basic kind of album (laughs) oh yeah yeah like like it's a like it's in the top 40 hits you know Mm. it's like uh a very cheesy kind of pick um but that's the kind of music that i really like it's mm. like i'm a big fan of chromio the band and they just like exclusively make like disco funk electronic 
uh, cheesy ass songs about women. Yeah. <laughs> like that's their whole deal. And this is very much the same thing, except with a um, sort of 70s and 80s uh, funk revival sound. Um, and yeah, it was, it just sort of blew me away. I was, um, uh, I've been a fan of uh, Anderson Pack, half of this duo for a long time. Mm. Um, well, since, well, not that long of a time, since Malibu, his uh, second album. Uh, and I think that's I've, been most people's journey. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, and he's, yeah, he's been uh, part of my rotation for a long time. Uh, and I like him a lot. Not as big on Bruno Mars, but <laughs> like, especially his earlier stuff, like Grenade, etc. When he was just like doing mm. the crooning thing, I was like, eh, not really for me. And then he comes out with like 24 karat magic and all these old school revival, uh, like pop hits and i'm like oh shit okay i was getting on board with that you know mm. at least that sound like some of those uh tracks got massively overplayed which i imagine this album will also suffer from but um yeah so when i heard that they were teaming up i was like that is a perfect collaboration yeah i'm a i'm a big fan of collaborations in general <laughs> i think it's really Aww. fun <laughs> I think it's really fun when like paths cross in music and they just get these yeah. these two people in the room and they put out an album together. The super group is like one of my favorite things. Um, mm. So, oh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm I was stoked to hear that this was coming out. And then it was like they were l- releasing singles at an absolutely glacial pace. Um <laughs> It was ridiculous. I think the first single for this came out like at the start of like end of last year or something. Hmm. <laughs> Been waiting ages for this album. And then it finally dropped end of this year. And I'm like, oh, at last. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's very short and sweet. Um, nine hmm. tracks long. Um, but yeah, it's it's good. Listen, it's a good album. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've got to. Yeah, I feel like I'm. I'm defending myself a little bit because it's, yeah, I feel like it's not that like out there of a pick. I feel like it's going to be a lot of people's albums of the year, but I, that's kind of why I had to do it. It's, it's damn good. What are your thoughts, Gareth? Yeah. After all that, well, after my get down off my soapbox, what do you think of this album? <laughs> I had the same thing when I listed all my albums last week. I was like, oh my gosh, Paul James, people will think he's gone missing. No, I was um, writing them down, man. I was, I'm going to oh, listen to all of them. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, yeah, so I had missed this album completely. I think I'd heard Anderson Paak was doing mm. stuff with Bruno Mars. Yeah. And I think I might have just assumed it had come out and gone. I didn't, like, so now I've realised, oh, it was happening really glacially. Mm. It was only once the album had fully dropped that suddenly, like, you and our friend Lockie, who are like two people I really trust in music, yeah. were like saying this album was amazing. And I finally like, yeah, I listened. And I too had to kind of get over my like, I had a bit of preconceived notions about Bruno Mars. Absolutely. Definitely the most fascinating career in terms of persona and that he emerges in like the early 2010s as this like crooner, this guy in a trilby or fedora yeah singing these incredibly sincere songs when like it's at the time when it's very very uncool to be sincere like these are songs about like how girl you're mm. amazing the way you are and i'll catch a grenade for you I exactly marry yeah. and then something happens where he gets funky but he also gets a little evil like 
mm-hmm. suddenly he's become Morris from Purple Rain. Exactly. He's like, yeah. He's like telling um, women that, that he wants to party with them and their ugly friends and like <laughs> telling Julio to get his stretch limousine. And like on this album, he's like full out just saying some like cartoonishly nasty things. Oh, yeah. But like that gets him way more popularity and complete critical adoration. Like, now Bruno <laughs> yeah. is cool because he's, like, done a heel turn like a wrestler. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I am loving that. <laughs> it is- that is so accurate. Oh, my God. Everyone loves the bad boy. Who would have thought, yeah. right? Looking at young Bruno with his big soft yeah. face, like, you would never expect him to be- <laughs> To be singing the things he's singing about on this record. Right? Oh, my God. Just wild. I'm wondering if it was the rise during his reign of Ed Sheeran, who's, like, the most... His public Mm. persona is the nice guy of all nice guys. Yet, I don't know if it's just me, but, like, something seems very untrustworthy about that. Oh, yeah. So, Bruno Mars is like, oh, I'm not going to let you be disappointed by finding out I'm actually evil. <laughs> I'm just going to be evil <laughs> outright. And then when I turn and do something sweet, like do a song like um, Put On A Smile on this album. Oh, yeah. You'll be like, oh, my gosh. Oh, he's oh, he's so sensitive. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, to bring it all the way back to, I think we talked about this in our second album, it's um, second episode. Mm. It's like when the bad kid at school does, like, one thing good and, like, gets super praised. Yeah. It's like now Bruno Mars, you know, he's like, he's the bad boy. So then when he acts a bit sweet, you're like, he must really mean it. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. true. But it also goes the other way, right? Like, because of him, you expect him to be the nice boy, mm. the good boy. And then suddenly when he does the bad thing, you're like fucking jumps into the pool pushes someone into the pool or something like that and you're like oh <laughs> shit what this guy did yeah. like that that it also has that energy so yeah i'm all about that yeah. whereas anderson oh. pack always been a bad boy <laughs> yeah <laughs> from the get-go he's corrupting young bruno's mind <laughs> it's probably that he probably introduced bruno mars to like cigarettes and comic books and now yeah, it's all i think so wrong. yeah they yeah. should write a song about that, about, <laughs> yes. about their unlikely town mouse, city mouse friendship. Like, <laughs> you know? Oh, God. I love yeah. it. Yeah. But yeah, as for this album, I think it's so fun. It's such a hoot. It's yeah. like, like, I wouldn't call myself an expert on this era of funk, but it's so fun to like hear things and know kind of what they're referencing. Yeah. And to read about like to know the effort they've gone into. Like, they were buying oh, yeah. old drum magazines to try to get the right drum sound, and they were, like, recording on these vintage microphones. Like, the only album that equals this as a testament to how good and beautiful sounding the old techniques were mm. would be Dark Side of the Moon. Like, yeah? there's nothing else that could advertise a vintage microphone quite like this album. Very true, yeah. That, yeah. that is easily one of my favorite things about this album as well is the pro- the links that they went to for the production and how well mm. that pays off like the sound on this album is pitch perfect to the point where like it could have come out in 1975 and like yeah it would have like done re- it would have had some strange modern techniques that they weren't quite ready for <laughs> but they would have yeah. but it would have passed like as as an album of the day for sure um 
like sound wise it is right there uh Mm. and also the instrumentation on this album is so tight it is ridiculous how like how well constructed this is and like having both of them be drummers is insane Mm. (laughs) like (laughs) like that really goes to show like anderson pack's always been like an incredible drummer and like sings and raps while playing the drums which is just it boggles my mind how someone could do that that's like the most intense that's like rubbing your tummy and patting yourself on the head a thousand times over like yeah (laughs) while on a horse yeah if you're if you're also a millipede like it's (laughs) ridiculous um and yeah they like both have this insane skill and it really really goes to show on this record because it's just just such a tight recording and there's so many crazy like rhythms and chords that are used throughout it's like oh it's brilliant just musically mm. i'm a big music guy <laughs> rather than i'm not sorry that is the dumbest thing i've ever said but um <laughs> i'm much more about like melody and tune and stuff like that and rhythm than i am about lyrics i'm not a lyrics guy oh, yeah. and i never have been um so it's very much <laughs> that's potentially why i sometimes get myself in trouble by choosing albums like this as my album year <laughs> so who knows uh, I may catch flack, but we'll see. Um, yes. Let's talk about it, eh? Yeah. Yeah? So, are we go- we're going to... We're syncing this with another... You know, it's a real relic of its era, but it's not intentionally yeah. trying to be that. Is of course, the 80s <laughs> sci-fi film, Crawl. <laughs> um, oh, so, for this week, so we're going to play the same kind of game we did last time. Where <clears throat> we're going to go song oh, yeah. by song, but talk about the syncs that happened when we watched Kral on mute while listening to this album four times over. Yes. Um, so we're going to be driving back and forth between four different stretches <laughs> of the album. Yeah. I mean, yeah, of the movie. And that is, hold on. It's from, the first album playthrough is from the credits to when Ergo the Wizard shows up. Again, this is going to be yes. Bock Wild to the Bruno Mars fans who decided to hit play on this. Yeah, good luck, motherfuckers. <laughs> um, then album two is this Ergo, Ergo. meeting the Cyclops to yep. the Seer attack and talking yep. about the Widow of the Web. Yep. Um, then number three is from Ergo turning into a puppy... To the Cyclops yeah. accepting his fate. No, sorry, to the Flying Horses. Yes, to the, the and Flying Horses, yeah. album four is from the attack on the fortress to the credits. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly <sighs> right. If you thought last week was difficult to follow with the plot of the movie, um, yeah, you're in trouble on this episode <laughs> just because we are going to be like time travelers warping between different parts of the movie like this is going to be like bloody pulp fiction on steroids yeah. <laughs> like, it's not a not a good time uh <laughs> <laughs> just outright telling people we're like bruno mars we're the bad boys of podcasts yeah we're outright telling them it's not going to be a good time it's going to be fine we're talking about the sinks in order of how they appear with the album you mm. know we're mixing it up and it's going to be fine you know what Kroll's all about. If you've listened to this, you've probably listened to our previous episodes with Kroll. You know what's going on. We've covered it, we've covered it like four times, three and a half, mm. if you if you don't really count last week. 
So yeah, like, and it's essentially to it's a hero's journey. So it should yeah. be somewhat. It's a hero's journey with just the most insane details, right? Yeah, just with a bunch of random stuff thrown in, okay? Mm. And we're excited about that random stuff, and that's what I'm going to be talking <laughs> about mostly when with my sinks. So, get hyped yeah. for that. Um, let's- now, James. Yeah. In order to make this what I thought would be easier- Okay. And give myself a very special experience to absorb Krull in a new way, mm. I watched my first three- as per the rules, I watched them the way the director intended, <laughs> okay. on mute while listening to the 2021 album, An Evening with Silk Sonic. For the final Good. playthrough, I chucked the album into Adobe Premiere. What? Divided up each album play, so divided the film into fours, then made a four-part split screen where the album- where the movie played in its four different Whoa. start points at the same time. With subtitles on each little screen. And the album would just play normally with all its syncs happening at the same time. Oh my lord. And that's how I finished this movie. Wow. Like you're a fucking Bond villain looking at the security cams that are all over the place. <laughs> yeah. If the, or like, I don't know, some sort of fourth dimensional being watching time. That's... Um, Fantastic news, Gareth. I can't wait to hear about that. Holy shit. Yeah. That's wonderful. It, it hurts, to be honest. <laughs> I watched it on my work computer because um, it has the biggest screen. Yep. And it was a, a little too much to take in, especially <laughs> when you're doing it with Krull. Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> like if I was doing it with my dinner at on- with Andre or something where I can only look at simple things. Yeah, like that would have been okay. horses and a cyclops. <laughs> Oh my god, that's just yeah. so good. It's like you've like been handed a plate of cake and just put the whole piece of cake into your mouth at the same time, like mm. <laughs> rather than eating it like a normal person. Oh, I'm so stoked to hear that, Gareth. I'm going to yeah. yeah. I'm lucky in that I have done the base uh, regular <laughs> watch, so we have a litmus test there. Um, but that is just. Great. I'm very excited to hear about that. Oh, good. Because, oof. I will say I've got a very clear idea on the color palette of this film now. Oh, yeah. But there's never a shot where the same character appears at the exact same second across these half hours. Okay. So that was a shame. So, no yeah, no direct sync across all all parts. No. That's sadly fine. no. Okay. Yeah. That's good. That would be impressive in any movie. Oh, absolutely. You know? Maybe not in something like Moon, but <laughs> but never mind. Uh, mm. Anyway, let's let's do it. Let's talk about this album and this film. Uh, let's go. Um, so yeah, the album starts with Silk Sonic intro, which is mm. setting the setting the table, setting the course, ready for you. Um, we've got the featuring uh, host of the album, which I just I like yes. the idea of. <laughs> we're inviting you in to listen. <laughs> <laughs> Once more <laughs> with um, Bootsy Collins of um, Parliament Funkadelic fame. Yes. Um, absolute funk legend. Great that they got him on like different parts of this album and also as like a narrator. Um, mm. Yeah. It, the album's not really long enough to justify a host, but I like it <laughs> a lot anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah. Fascinating recent career for Bootsy Collins and that he's not really like showing up to play bass on anyone's albums 
but no. he's come to be the narrator on like four amazing albums in the last few years like this one um he's on to pimp a butterfly by kendrick lamar mm-hmm. he shows up i think on a tyler the creator album and he's on um kylie urchis's like fantastic 2018 album isolation Ooh. all doing the same thing just like hey baby yeah you listen to this song cool <laughs> no. he's off. Welcome to the song. It's me, Bootsy Collins. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's just all he needs to do as well. Everyone loves that. So, right? Yeah, like, it's fair enough. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was on uh, a Wolfpack album as well. Like, it's oh, just of been, course. It's been all over the all over the shop. Love him. He's just walking from studio to studio. Yeah. Walking up to the mic, saying something, and then walking off again. Like, there's probably thousands of bands who have had him like come in and be like. I don't love it, baby. The song sucks. And he's off. Yeah. Bootsy Collins seems like the kind of guy who could get backstage basically anywhere. Like, oh, yeah. In any context, like at a football game, <laughs> like, <laughs> like NASA, while they're launching the rocket, he's just in the background like, hey, I found my way in. And they're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bootsy. <laughs> <laughs> Going up to space, baby. <laughs> Please send him to space. He's so good. He'd fix... He'd heal the world from up there. He'd fix space. He, mm. would, he would fix the galaxy, I think. Yeah. Oh, my God. He'll add oxygen and sound to the galaxy at last. Yeah. He also names himself Blaster of the Universe <laughs> yeah. on, this, on this song. <laughs> so, <laughs> amazing. Uh, yeah. The song itself is just like, it's just an intro. It is. Mm. It's just some like, you sort of get a feel for what this is going to be like. There's some twinkly instrumentation going on, pianos and drums and stuff. You know, it's it's, it's exciting. Mm. It's only about a minute long though. So, you know, not too yeah. much to report on this. Like, I, I, you don't really count the intro as a song. I don't think. No. Usually. It's no one's favorite. I, mean, I love the like four verse or four line verse at the very start that's pretty much the only verse yeah where they're like kind of sing rapping in unison about like just how funky they are yeah like i think that sounds really fun and like as again the little like oh, i get that reference the one two three four sounds so much like the start of sheik's um lithric so yeah. i'm like thank you i love that song pretty much i think that's a direct call out as well yeah like, surely yeah definitely at least to the style yeah um mm. All right, let's talk about four different parts of this movie and how they sing with this <laughs> yeah. with this one minute intro song. Um, let's do that and see how that goes for the first time. Um, People are going to assume there was like a hard edit there, but no, it's just the fact that we've got to mesh these two things together. We've got to do it. We've got to do mm. it. It's the only way. Party through one. We've got opening titles, obviously, coming in. Mm. It's bloody party time at the Black Fortress. <laughs> I'm <laughs> yeah. getting amped to see it. Um, the fucking... So, right at the end of this track, when Bootsy Collins is introducing the band and the concept, yeah. Silk Sonic. He says Silk Sonic and the Kroll logo appears on screen. Yes. So, lining us up as a sync from the get-go. Like, here you go. Here you go, boys. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready? Uh, I got scared, obviously. I get scared whenever yeah. there's a sink in, like, the first five seconds of a movie. <laughs> so, mm. you know, that that scares me. Uh, but I was I was very happy about that. Um, but, yeah, that's basically all I got for that. Playthrough two, we've got Ergo 
uh, turning <laughs> back into a human from becoming a goose um, is where we're at <laughs> at this part. Um, uh, we get... <laughs> Uh, it's, it's sort of an intro to Ergo as a, as a man rather than an intro mm. to Silk Sonic on this, on this playthrough. And um, we, uh, he's about to like fuck off into the woods. And then uh, Bootsy says, don't be afraid as he's introing the album. And we see the Cyclops <laughs> as oh, Ergo yes, is very yeah. afraid of him. So there you go. Even, even a sync here. On this playthrough. Yeah. <laughs> so we were two for two. Uh, <laughs> playthrough three, uh, we're still with Ergo, but yes, he's just turned into a puppy, I believe. Um, mm. he, yeah. The the guys are singing about uh, who we came to see tonight, and it's bloody not Ergo. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> he's just not who I came to see. Uh, and yeah, we're just like a bit of travel across the fields towards the huge forest of trees or whatever. But no real sinks going on, you know. Mm. Yeah, not much to report yeah. with that one. Uh, so it's only two out of three now. Um, playthrough four, <laughs> it's it is time to see who I really came to see tonight, Gareth, and it's right on the money because it's the Cyclops. He's riding in <laughs> on his on his Firemere, the like iconic yeah. shot from Kroll, one of my favorite shots in the whole movie. Like, if I'm trying to sell Krull to somebody, I show them that one screen grab of the Cyclops holding his spear out and riding a fire mare through the sky. Like, yeah, that's that's how you sell it. <laughs> Put that on a poster. Put that on the side yeah. of my van. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, he's riding in to save the fucking film, baby. That's what mm -hmm. he's doing. Um, he's the goat. Um and yeah uh we we also get robbie coltrane our boy uh run is his character name r-h-u-n um he dies in this track mm. <laughs> we see him dying on the side of the fortress right as we end the track brutal yeah very sad <laughs> so there you go those were the sinks that i caught uh, across the across the mountaintop <laughs> across mm. it's so bizarre having to talk about four different parts of the movie i'm not gonna lie yeah. <laughs> uh but i am gonna keep going with it because i find it very funny um i suppose we get like a lot of the talking points of the film you know the fortress the yeah. cyclops ergo robbie coltrane being in it yeah like all Can across the intro of the album so it's it's yeah it, it works yeah. for me you intro Robbie Coltrane as he dies, though, which is pretty rough. Yeah. Yeah. Poor guy. It feels like something they're doing, like a great novel of the 18th century, not yeah. Krull sing to a silk sonic. <laughs> In this version, we get, like, him dying, and it's like, ah, oh, you'll never guess how I got here. <laughs> and, then we, yeah. and then we follow on in different parts of the movie and figure out his story. <laughs> this, oh. is the, this is the Robbie Coltrane cut where we find out. The run cut. Um, ah, yes. Yeah. So we find out his real story. I'm excited for that. All right. Track two, baby. We've only got nine mm. tracks on this album. So I feel like this is going to be a, a stranger experience because there were yeah. 19 tracks on your album of the year. <laughs> so less than half. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, I'm already yeah. a bit dizzy. I'm loving it. <laughs> Let's get into <laughs> Leave the Door Open. Yeah, Leave the Door Open. A real crooner. Back to Bruno Mars' crooner. Bruno Mars. Mm. Um, 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, it's yeah, just like a smooth crooning song about how the boys are like very much in love with somebody <laughs> and waiting for them to like come to bed <laughs> and they have left the door open for them. Um, yeah, it's um, this is where you really like you get hit over the head with, with how well these guys vocals match with each other. Like mm. <clears throat> they're overlaid so well where like you sometimes can't tell them apart. Because they just have such a beautiful matching tone throughout the yeah. album, I would say. It's, yeah, it's great. Um, and yeah, they both have the same kind of style of singing. Um, but yeah, it's it's just a lovely croony song. Um, mm. A love song, effectively. Um, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Thoughts? <laughs> when you have a song, like if you listen to a song that's a duet, that's also a seduction song. Mm. Do you picture... Because, do you picture that this is a person with two heads? One is Anderson Pack, and <laughs> one is Bruno Mars. Or, like, in a different way, they're, like, playing the same character. I think they or have- Or do you picture you're in a house with Bruno and Anderson, and they're both seducing you? Or yeah. they're both seducing two women in the exact same situation, and they're I'm, matching houses? <laughs> I'm imagining that there's a situation where there's a girl sitting on a couch in front of a television, and then- Bruno is on one side and Anderson's on the other side and they uh, like both get up to go to bed in opposite directions and then there's two doors <laughs> on either side of the room with doors left wide open and she must choose between the two. <laughs> it's and the because they're best friends, they've yeah. made it like exactly the same. Like, oh, oh we're yeah. both using the exact same techniques. We've both got a very clean house and a yep. warm pool. Same sheets. So, yeah. No one, yeah, no one has the advantage. No. It's up to you. Yeah, you got to make the choice. They're they're both like respectful of each other, and mm. <laughs> and yeah, they've just they're like this is I've left the door open, and now you must yeah. now you must decide. That's the hidden subtext of this song. <laughs> yeah. um, You've been seduced by these two weird roommates. Yeah, and now you must choose. It would be worse mm. if they were like in bunk beds. That's <laughs> that's no good. The separate rooms is much stronger. They're just flatmates. It's fine. Um, yeah. Yeah. The musically, though. Oh. <laughs> if it was like, choose between, are you climbing that ladder? Oh. Or are you staying bottom bum? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. I'll put Poor on my girl. noise cancelling headphones. Yeah. If you guys want to funk. <laughs> there we go. Oh, my God. When do you when are you joining the collaboration, eh? Oh, imagine Anderson Pack, Bruno Mars, and Gareth. Yeah, special guest host Gareth Blackler. Yeah, and who's it was like who? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, musically, the song is again stunning, like really well mm. put together. Um, it's like got it's very like glittery and glitzy throughout. This one is like just super seventies feeling, obviously, and yeah, yeah, you just get immediately transported to that time um yeah it's it's just so fun um yeah there we go that's all i had to yeah. say on the on the song it's just yeah, good like the thing thing about this album is that it's not very deep as well <laughs> it is yeah. it is like a lot of the time just singing about like dude like these guys being in love or mm. like just fucking flexing and that's sort of it like that's as it is a shallow pool but it, it but it the it is of beautiful water so yeah like just the purest oh. water 
Um, mm. You know, that's all I need. Ah, oh, that's a perfect review. A shallow pool of the most beautiful water. Yeah. That's all we all want to be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So well, let's chuck that water in a soda stream and talk about the sinks. Yeah, let's bubble it up. Let's sink into that water. Please. Um, all right. So um, this song is playing and we've got the opening with the Airborne Fortress flying in. It is chill vibes with this. Like, I'm feeling, like, really, really good about seeing this evil fortress flying into a planet. <laughs> yeah. Like, you you get the cut to the, like, glorious two suns floating above Krull, as we all know, uh, <laughs> with, like, right as we go to the chorus. And I'm like, hell yeah. The forest, like, the, sorry, the fortress uh, rotates as we get like right on the money as we cut to a different part of the song as well just like a lot of like sweet sync ups with like mm. which i'm happy about and also uh at the tail end of this we see the slayers just in and around the castle after it's landed and they are getting hyped much like me they are like fist bumping <laughs> the air and getting real stoked about this album mm. um so that's great uh, yeah, it's creating the feeling that the pl- the fortress is landing on the planet Kroll because it's in love with the planet, you know? Yeah, it, it just is. happens to have a villainous beast living in it. <laughs> you know, he's ready for love, though, the beast. That's like his whole <laughs> plan. He is like, <laughs> he just wants someone to love him. And that's why mm-hmm. he keeps invading planets. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, no one taught him. He didn't know he has to move into a... Yeah. Mansion with his best friend. It sucks. <laughs> it sucks to be a nightmare beast because you just live in your... You've got, like, a lot of stuff going for you and that you've got a flying, like, giga castle. Um, <laughs> but but nobody loves you because you're, you're a hideous beast. <laughs> oh, such a cursed existence. I bet his favorite oh. film was Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's all he wants. Or like a real problematic rom-com. Like, yeah. um, you've got mail. He's like, ah, if I destroy her bookstore, then. Then. Then will, she'll love yes. me. What's the, what is the bookstore equivalent of Kroll? A kingdom. <laughs> yeah. A book kingdom. Excellent. <laughs> Send out the slayers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my favorite line in um, You've Got Mail. Yeah. Send the slayers. Tom Hanks and his <laughs> army of slayers. <laughs> classic there you go uh playthrough two um it's the fortress is again on screen as it is transferring to a new location so it's not that big of a jump here um mm. it's doing one of its warpy warps unfortunately we don't get the like the double warp happening like we did on your album of the year um which was pretty cool mm. uh so that's not a sync going on here but that's fine um we got uh He's leaving the door. Yeah, we got the beast like directly trying to woo Lissa, um, le- yes, leaving yeah. the door open for her. <laughs> um, for he's trying to lay in these arms. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he's <laughs> asking her for his for hand in marriage. Um, mm. And then yeah, we just get Torquil and his bandits who aren't really doing much uh, sinking. Um, however, they are described, uh, in the subtitles as desperate men, which I would potentially label Bruno and Anderson in this song. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's kind of fair. Um, 
playthrough three, um, we're coming into this lovely glade with within the forest, and Ania is going to go off and see the widow of the web. Um, it do- it does sort of paint a fairly romantic bent to this scene. Um, this song, uh, it's just it's very strange. We're we're just seeing like the Cyclops look lovingly at Ergo, and you're like, I don't know. <laughs> What's going on here? And also, this song ends with Keegan talking about his many wives. He must have a lot of doors left open. Um, That's what what I want to say. And also, the, like, shapeshifter girl coming here Mm. to try and woo um, bloody Colwyn. So, that's sort of another door left open. So many doors left open all over the bloody place. You're leaving the drafting. God damn it. Um, oh, we're born in a tent, Bruno. <laughs> I'm getting getting cold, Bruno. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it's actually the front door that they've left open. It's yeah. an invitation to leave. Um, <laughs> so they can just hang out with each other. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the end version of the song. They decide that they're better yeah. friends. They just, they just let, let this lady leave and they're like, oh, well. There we go. Well, at least we have each other. And then they both fall asleep on the couch together. Uh, oh, love it. <laughs> yeah. That's the music video. That's canon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, playthrough four, we've got um, Rail rocking up to save the day, climbing the fortress, um, taking the zaps from the Slayer's beams <laughs> like, the, mm. like it's nothing. Um, and he is desperately trying to leave the door open. Yes. He is holding it open as long as he can for the boys to come in and come into the castle (laughs) you know he's extending the invitation um yeah to enter this evil castle uh so to the point where he dies trying to leave the door open there you go man cautionary tale (laughs) of of love lost um (laughs) yeah we get uh torkel's forward roll here as well which i just love pointing out is like a bizarre thing doesn't sync with anything but it's just my favorite mo- part of the movie, I think. It's so, <laughs> yes. it's so stupid, um, but I love it so much. Um, yeah, we get the fortress moving again on this bit, um, like at the end of this one. So it moved um, at the start of the second playthrough and at the end of this one. is It's mm. moving to its final location, the like big, big field or whatever. Um, and yeah, we also get uh, Keegan or Liam Neeson's character dying is this track ends so we've had a yeah. death on playthrough what on uh the first song and a death on this song so Oof. brutal yeah uh, chalking them up uh he's it sucks that he dies and gets left in the castle that's like yeah what a terrible place to die and then presumably like munched up as it gets destroyed at the end of the film mm. that sucks I have no feeling, strong feelings about Baldorf or whatever his name is. <laughs> he deserves his fate. Uh, yeah. Uh, this after you pointed out that he did not have to go back for his little little blade last week. Yeah. I'm like, oh, nah. Yeah. Correct. I'm not even going to look at your quarter of the screen this time. <laughs> Get wrecked, you scrub. Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right. There we go. That's the syncs for that song. Track mm. two. Now it's track three. Fly as me, um, one of my favorites on the album for sure. Yeah, same. This is just a seventies funk banger through and through. Yeah, this 
you that as soon as this baseline comes in i haven't seen anyone not smile it is just such a fun song throughout um it's also just sort of a brag song yeah. about how great these boys are and how great it would be to be with them. It's sort of the opposite of the previous track, actually. <laughs> um, how they've, they've, they've decided a different tactic. Aggression is the way forward. And they're saying, yeah, guy, get with me. I am the coolest person alive. Mm. Um yeah, there is a notable uh, part of the song that I was hoping would sync with a lot of different things. At right at the end of the song, there's or well, and and at the end of each of the choruses is this triple hit on the drums, like a ba 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 pow, and then you go to the next uh, verse or the end of the track, and it's uh, they say three piece and a biscuit is the line, a reference to boxing. Um, with like three different hits in boxing. I can't remember exactly what they are, but it's like a triple ah. hit, a triple hit in boxing and, and musically as well is yeah. the idea. Um, so it's like a call out to the band to do that. Like this, bah, bah, bah. Oh, that kind of thing. Um, oh man, I thought it was like a fried chicken order. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, chicken I, and a biscuit. I think that's directly like what, like what the reference is like, but it's also the name for this other thing. Like, yeah yeah i think it, that's what it was named for as well the classic three piece and a oh, biscuit okay. yeah so i think you're on the money but it's like they're directly calling out boxing he does a lot of boxing references actually like yeah that makes way more sense especially like uh muhammad ali um anderson's a big fan so yeah oh, yeah cool I, I think that's a lot of the the references there but anyway um yeah love this track this one is mm. easily a favorite it's just such a bop it's got a great breakdown as well yes like yeah. just this like smooth like sung part like where they just flip it and turn it into like a soul song briefly and then it's like back to this sweet dance funk track it's so mm. good um yeah. yeah it's got um a like a flex that finally i can relate to like you talk about your like rolexes and fancy cars and such like mm. i get that's expensive but that's not going to be an expensive in a way where i'm like oh wow that would have like you know messed up your day you would have mm. had to like hold back after buying that but when he talks about sprinkling truffle on his mashed potatoes i'm like yeah. oh yeah yeah that's you had to go to like the fancy supermarket in the good <laughs> neighborhood that's rich and, like, shit man yeah that's 20 bucks that's a christmas present from mum is a bottle of Woo! truffle oil like, yo Oh, yeah. So I want to be as fly as he. <laughs> I wish to be as fly as he. <laughs> <laughs> Teach me your ways to be as fly as ye. Mm. You've taught me to I spell, am. boys. But, <laughs> but yet I have not reached the height of your flyness. Please. <laughs> My other, like, food-related thing of the song is I um, was making chilli last night and I kept Yum. singing, I deserve two beans, because I had two cans of beans <laughs> for the chilli. <laughs> excellent that's your that's your contribution to the next part of the album as your collaboration uh, <laughs> yeah. input you're like guys what if this song was about beans <laughs> mm. you can keep like, that mashed potato mm. line but what about these beans yeah. what about beans guys yeah it's important the musical fruit mm. <laughs> hey yeah. have i told the story on the mic that my mom bought me a t-shirt that said beans beans the musical fruit the more you eat the more you tote yeah. I was like, oh, mom, why did you buy me a, like, fart joke as a t-shirt? And she was like, I did not even realize. 
I was just going because I know you like music. Oh man, I know you yeah. like. I know two things about my son. He loves music and he loves beans. <laughs> I mean, those are both true. <laughs> oh no! I mean, she fought, she kind of got you figured, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think you have to wear that shit and own up to yeah. it except your truth <laughs> i mean this was many years ago but like yeah i should have kept it kept it up i think i tried to because it was a nice like raglan shirt mm. that was like a very nice cut so i think i tried oh, to like okay. find a way to work it but it just wasn't going to happen yeah difficult when you're advertising that you love farts on your shirt <laughs> like <laughs> yeah that's a that's a strong first impression, you know. Um, mm. People don't think about that when they buy shirts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, does the shirt imply I like farts? Yeah, that's something you should always check when buying a shirt, mm. and that's what this song teaches us. Um, mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So sync wise with flyers me, uh, we've got uh, <laughs> uh, the king walks in. Uh, like, Lissa's dad. The door opens, like, right on beat with mm-hmm. this. And he just enters the room as this, as this, ah, as if this is his theme song. Uh, just coming in. <laughs> just the, the classic king shit. And, um, yeah. And also, Colwyn arrives with his retinue as if this is, like, blasting out the side of his card door. You're like, he's just, this is his, like, flex song, effectively. Yeah. <laughs> uh, rolling in to get married. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, there's a lot of dad disapproval over this playthrough um, where these guys are yelling at each other. Yeah, she doesn't see that he's that fly. No. They do not see the flyness of their uh, future son and daughter-in-law. Mm. Absolutely not. Um, no. Very quick thing about this movie as well. Yeah. So when they, f- they, Colwyn and his many men <laughs> rode their horses all the way to this kingdom. Yeah. Then they mentioned that they lost 300 men on this ride. Like Holy that's a lot shit. of men who die. Yeah. And then, um, Lisa's father mentions like, oh, I sent men to come greet you. And then they never got there. So they obviously died as well. Yeah. So like, we're already probably at like, oh, 500, 600 dead people for this wedding. For this one wedding. If it's that chaotic to get to these kingdoms, how did these two meet initially? Right? Like, it doesn't make sense. I think this is their first meeting, though, right? Like, the, she's, like they've, they've, it's an arranged marriage to, like, try, try and consolidate their kingdoms because they're running out of people because they're all getting killed <laughs> by yeah. the slayers. So they're just like, oh, let's just join our cities together. Join our houses. Um, mm. I think that's the idea. But yeah. um, it is brutal. They've got though. the energy of people who met online and like they do. getting to passion real life. So maybe they were hanging out over Crystal Ball MSN for a bit. Yeah, probably. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm trying to imagine what their MSN handles would be. <laughs> Col- Colwyn's Ancient name. Yeah. <laughs> And he's just got like four cry laugh emojis in his, and that's his only, (laughs) it's his only description on his MSC, (laughs) no other information. Yeah. yeah, And yeah, she's ancient name XX. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. (laughs) 
<laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah, not too much other than boastful Colwyn on this. Um, the mm. the notable sync that I was hoping for does not sync with anything. The triple head at the end. Um, uh, we've got playthrough two. Um, we've got the just chatting with the bandits, which doesn't really match very well at all. Um, nah. Talking with Torquil's boys and unlocking their manacles, etc. <laughs> he cannot believe bloody Torquil though. He can't believe how fly Col- Colwyn is and that he's the <laughs> actual king and has this key. So, you know, he's getting these guys on side by being so fly. So that's yeah. Uh, that's pretty fair. Um moving through the song though, we do get the bit where Ergo stops to pick gooseberries cuz he's a fucking idiot and um and uh gets saved by Raul the Cyclops. Um, there's like a screech as we go out of the second chorus, like a Ow! kind of yeah. like James Brown style scream. And that syncs with the Slayer dying. And whenever the Slayers mm. die in this movie, I know for a fact, even though I wasn't hearing it this time, they let out this like horrific screeched sound. <laughs> so that worked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were hearing a screech when there was a screech. Happy about that. Exactly. Um, yes. And then we just get some, like, Cyclops lore for the outro, which isn't really <laughs> yeah. anything. Um, playthrough three, we're exploring the beast, like, wild as fuck fortress in one of its many cutaways. Um, it's, like, throughout the movie. Uh, and it's this plays is sort of a flex song for the beast on this playthrough, mm. where he is trying to win, gam- uh, win Lissa over by, like, tempting Colwyn and transforming into Colwyn. And doing all this stuff. Um, it's like, yeah, you wish to be with somebody as fly as me. I've got this crazy fortress. Like, I've got, I can transform into whoever you want. And also your boy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like, he does the thing. This is where we get uh, the, the other crazy thing with the hand catching fire and turning into a rose. Which is mm-hmm. a pretty fly move. Pretty scucks move. Yeah, that's the, the one thing. That was in the fourth verse that they had to cut out of the song. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, turn your hand into a rose. It's very difficult to rhyme uh, yeah. <laughs> what's going on there. But yeah, it does It does play like the Beast is trying to win Lissa over through song, mm. which I like. In the musical adaptation of Krull, um, this would be <laughs> the vibe of the Beast's song. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Just this like brag rap song <laughs> almost. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, uh, the beast plan fails. He, get, uh, he zaps that changeling girl or whatever and then gives her an ultimatum at the end of the song being like, I'll leave this planet with the slayers and all this stuff. And or if you don't, then I'll kill everyone on Earth. And then, yeah, etc. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's it's sort of a threatening end to this playthrough. <laughs> if this ended with like a threat on the girl's life. <laughs> It would be a very different song, um, yeah. uh, but thankfully not. Um, playthrough four, uh, <laughs> we're just the, all the lads are like really sad because Keegan's just died, <laughs> which is not a great way to start this like funky baseline <laughs> track. Yeah. yeah, that's that's not a good sync. And um, in fact, basically nothing syncs in this uh, part. Nah. it's just like using the glaive to cut through the weird prison wall. And uh, Baldorf getting stuck under, <laughs> getting skewered like an idiot. But nothing really syncs up. 
So there you go. Uh, yeah, sweet. Yeah. Next track, uh, um, we've got After Last Night, which is um, a just an incredibly smooth track. It is hmm. sex incarnate, <laughs> this song. <laughs> uh, it's got Thundercat featuring um on the bass and vocals um yes i think he produced this track as well um which is sweet as hell big fan of thundercat and yeah and everything that he's about um i was thinking he's um he's like our generation's bootsy collins like oh yeah every every generation gets like the superstar bassist who dresses insanely yeah has like so much personality and so much skill and it's just unfortunate that it went Bootsy Collins and then it was Flea for two generations. And yep. then we finally have someone new. Now we're back. So, yeah. Back to that yeah. good bass. Oh, mm. yeah. Big fan of Thundercat. He's got some great albums yeah. as well that have been uh, have been my albums of the year in the past. So, yeah. Yeah. Seek those out if you if you enjoy this style. Um, mm. And yeah. He's even appeared on the extended version of my album of the year last year, the Home oh, cool. album. Like he's, yeah. he's all over. He's so cool. He's so fun. Yeah. He's like funny, but also like uber talented and can also like break your heart. Yeah. And yeah, I'm glad like TikTok found his songs and he's like blowing up in that way as well. It's just no, all sweet. good. Man. Yeah. I love the idea of TikTok getting really obsessed with like super intense bass music. <laughs> yeah. Like just crazy bass solos. And they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is what the kids are into now. Like fucking seven string basses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The new TikTok challenge is to do like a mix of finger taps and slaps on a like seven string bass through like yeah. six phases to like prank your dad. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty sweet prank to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. Dad starts dancing and then you run out and you're like, oh, that was to my bass line. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Oh, and he's like, oh, no. <laughs> Caught in a bass trap again. Yeah. Poor dad. Oh. Poor dad. The listeners to this episode who came for the Anderson Pack Bruno Mars must feel trapped in a bass trap now. No, oh, yeah, they absolutely are. You're stuck in this trap with us now. Um, yeah. We've got uh, Bootsy Collins is also thrown into the mix on this track, but on vocals. Like, he's actually doing some proper, like, not just speaking stuff for this. He does do the mm. speaking stuff again, but he sings some songs, uh, sings some lyrics, rather. Um, yeah. And, yeah, uh, it's just a real sexy song. Like, I don't know much more what I can say. Uh, it's all about, like, it's. it feels like I'm in a, like, smoky jazz lounge the whole time mm. you listen to this. Um And yeah, there are some parts of the instrumentation here, which I feel like are almost on the level of parody, like to the point of, of the sound and that we get these like brass hits as we're Mm. going like between the, um, like as part of the lick, it just goes (laughs) every now and then, which sounds like it's very funny. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and almost certainly put in there as like, how crazy is this? <laughs> like, music was <laughs> like this, remember? Um, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I feel like this album in general has its tongue pretty uh, firmly planted in its cheek um, for oh, most for sure. of it. Like, yeah. it's it's not serious. And <laughs> that like we are going between these tracks, we've gone from like trying to woo the girl 
with seduction to saying i'm fucking great <laughs> and then like into this track where we're just like it's about love <laughs> basically it's like we had three tracks about having sex in a row it's very funny <laughs> Yeah, uh, there's like one serious song that you f- feel like they probably could have saved for like a Bruno Mars solo album. But yeah. Like, chucked it on this one. And then, yeah, the rest. And probably just to kind of like, like put people, I guess almost disarm people and then get them back with the like the fun funk again. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> mm. Oh my God. Yeah. So this is a good one. Um, yeah. We, this is so fun. Yeah. Uh so playthrough one <laughs> we're doing the same shit again um it would, it's just like chatting about their marriage that's going to be happening between Lissa and colwyn and um they do have their first kiss over the thundercat ooze which i'm mm. excited about he's owen he's going oh when they're kissing so i'm happy about that um and then we go to the night of the wedding uh making it uh it's again very like sensual and strange for this fairly intense regal wedding situation also um the like there's a, a host of guards who are slapping their swords against their shields and this super is not in time um <laughs> yeah which i'm very upset about it was pretty much with uh the previous album that we listened to but not this one so yeah well there you go another one of the crawl touchstones for sinks missed um uh so the the slayers come in blowing the bloody doors off um and coming in to attack people and then it's just like fighting slayers for the rest of this playthrough which again not a great fit (laughs) fight scene between these strange alien beings um yeah yeah not a great soundtrack for that never mind who would have thunk um (laughs) yeah and then we're going into playthrough two where we're still getting Cyclops lore and it is getting <laughs> hot and heavy about this, this sensual Cyclops lore, Gareth. Oh my God. The learning is so much about their history. Um, and then we go to the Emerald Sears cave <laughs> where, which is again, way too sexual for what's happening on screen. <laughs> Just an old man and a child living in a cave. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, <laughs> And, and yeah, there's, there's very little sinking there. It's just a very strange tonal mess, uh, mm. which is how I would describe Crow. So, you know. Um, yeah. Okay, maybe it does yeah. work. Maybe it does. Uh, playthrough three, uh, we're getting the Widow of the Web sequence is starting here. And we are seeing the egg chamber <laughs> in the middle. It is like weirdly, <laughs> it works weirdly well this this intro to the widow of the web when he's like crossing the um or the webs trying to get to the center like egg room i don't really know what's Mm. going on in here (laughs) it's a cool set but it's bizarre um yeah but and it is this time it's working because we've got two characters that were in love um and we're recalling that it's anir and old lissa the widow um and yeah, the spider is trying to separate them, keep them apart. Not in on this love, the spider. He's mm. the antithesis of love. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, 
Some some like minor sinks in terms of like cutting between shots. There's a lot of shots like cutting between Anir and the spider, and that they're mostly in time with beats in the track, but not much to report other than that. Um, nah, Bootsy Collins does ad lib. Here I come, baby. As mm. he's, you know, trying to get to the middle of the web. So, we've got something there. There we go. Yeah. Bootsy's on Aeneas level. They're both older yeah. gentlemen. Um, <laughs> so, there you go. Um, uh, play through four. We've got uh, cutting through the wall again to reunite uh, Lissa and Colwyn. They embrace um, for this sexy song. Bardo fucking dies because he's an idiot. <laughs> um, not sexy at all. Um bloody fool uh getting stabbed over his little dagger um and yeah uh we we get um oh he they start fighting the beast here colwyn starts like using the the glaive to fight off the beast uh no actually not he starts like breaking the beast's chamber rather trying to block him out and uh the as part of the chorus of the song um, the two sing, we'll fly. And as soon as they say fly, he throws the glaive out <laughs> as yes. if he's commanding it to fly. So that's pretty nice. Um, mm. And also when the prison explodes, there's like this weird Giga dome that um, Lissa was being uh, imprisoned in. Um, that explodes and the beast like comes out of it. That happens over one of those brass hits that I was talking about. <laughs> one of the like, so that's pretty funny <laughs> just seeing just seeing that happen it was very nice um and yeah yeah that's... like the sound effect person was like oh shit okay uh yeah Bow. i would love to be able to deploy that as a sound effect just on the on the mic <laughs> whenever like you make a really like great joke we need like a fucking howard stern soundboard <laughs> that i can deploy oh, yeah <laughs> we've needed that for some time <laughs> That's some air horns, yeah. fart noises, everything. Yeah. yeah. Based on beans. They were, they wouldn't use that a lot in the previous segment, mm. but never mind. <laughs> what could have been? Oh, what could have been? Yeah. Uh, anyway, enough about that. We're going to track five, Smoking Out the Window. Another single mm. um, from this album. Um, it is, this is a strange one for me. This is a very- oh, it's so weird. It's such a strange song. Um and that it is like it's the fun like bop kind of song um where it's very much in the same style as the rest of the album but subject matter wise this is a fucking bizarre song um <laughs> these guys are singing about basically being burnt by some woman that they were in love with and like she left them in the dust or in a state of like absolute obsession over her to the point where they she like realized that they sucked and then left them <laughs> and then they're like begging for her like well they're like oh, i had to let you go it's like gaslighting the song <laughs> it's wild <laughs> uh yeah. yeah this was like what got the band together as well because they I know. had a running joke on tour about a guy who was so stressed out he had to smoke out of a window wow which is a f- like it's another bruno mars actually like has such a talent for these incredibly specific details like this mm. like like we i haven't you don't often see someone like smoking out of a window looking at stress but like you can immediately picture the kind of guy the kind of guy who would like um eat a bun- whole bag of chips in his car 
outside the supermarket <laughs> and then go back and buy more or something like that. Exactly. Like, yeah. <sighs> that is right on he's, the money. Yeah, he's, you know, he's stressed out. He doesn't want to get his house stinky. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah, it's so strange. Outside. Yeah. The song is all about them, like, bending over backwards for this girl and then, like, they have to let her go or whatever is the idea. Mm. It's just so strange to write a song about that. <laughs> but yeah. it's, yeah, I don't know. I, like, subject matter-wise, I do not vibe with this song at all. <laughs> but it is fun. <laughs> it's a fun song. Um, mm. So, there you go. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think this was the first one I heard and I was like, this is the album everyone's loving and then yeah. like now in context of the whole album like oh i get it it's yeah these weird characters they're playing yeah it is kind of yeah. weird that it's the centerpiece as well like this is the middle mm. i guess it's that um it was like the first single so they were like we'll put it in the middle but it's just yeah it's just a really weird song <laughs> um I don't, I don't think it should have been a single i'm not gonna lie i feel like they should have led with like skate or something but anyway um, yeah uh that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, back to the film. Um, <laughs> we're you can feel up- us delaying. Like, okay, okay, we got to go back to the film. <laughs> no, I'm not delaying at all. It's, it's like it's like a, a, an Oreo. We've got like leading into the song, talking about it, and then doing what the middle, the the delicious uh, filling here, which is the sink, Gareth, and then just mm. a bit of a joke at the end, which is your other piece of the Oreo. <laughs> just a bit of a jest. That's the structure. Um, it's like, or it's like we're at this cool party where, like, this amazing funk band is playing mm. and, like, we're really getting engaged, but then every, between every song we have to then go straight up to the window, this tiny cracked open window, <laughs> But Smoke instead of, like, of lighting a cigarette or vape or something out of the window, we lean our little faces out and we see each other. We're both at separate dance clubs. <laughs> we stick our heads out of this tiny crack in the window and we're like, you seen Kroll? Yeah. Yeah. Kroll. <laughs> so in Kroll, the next thing that happens. Exactly. We're and just talking about it. the starts up. <laughs> we're talking about it at two separate parties that we realized. Yeah. We realized that, that each other was, was at each of these neighboring clubs. We saw each other out of the window and instead of just being like, oh, I'll talk to them later. Talk to them once we're leaving this party. No, no. We're going to talk while we're here. Yeah. <laughs> In between every song. Yeah. On the dance we're floor. both enjoying somehow the same gig in two different rooms. Yeah. Um but uh, yeah, it's because we were at the concert venue, but we both went through different open doors. Uh, and Bruno and the flatmates. There we lived. go. We've got yeah. it. Yeah. It's like, yeah. So we're at like an arena and we're either side of an entryway to that arena. Mm. And we're just talking <laughs> over the top of this like open gateway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Through again, the tiniest window. <laughs> just very small windows. <laughs> Mm. there's a guy waiting because he wants to smoke out of it but like yeah. no no <laughs> crawl talk please yeah beneath us is the sound guy and he's furious <laughs> yeah yeah all right anyway Scowling. uh playthroughs playthrough number one we're in the slayer fight um not really a great uh match again all the fight no. scenes are hard to match with like a funk album it's not really yeah. the vibe um, but that's fine. There's not too many action, too much actual fighting or action in Krull. It's mostly <laughs> yeah. like walking around, getting stuck in quicksand, <laughs> encountering like a strange prosthetic enemy, and 
and then climbing a lot of climbing in this movie a lot of trying to wrangle yeah. horses that's the action that you're in for with Kral. someone forgetting that they're in a life or death situation and having a big smile yeah and then yeah yeah that's Kral. that's Kral, baby um so yeah a slayer fight uh the the slayers jump down and capture lissa over the i was wrong part of the first chorus mm. which is nice um it does like in general it makes this fight much more like triumphant even though they're all losing it, ma- it puts me on the side of the slayers <laughs> yeah honestly um and i'm i'm enjoying that just i just want to be a slayer i want to own the slayer <laughs> costume um, oh, the Slayer costume's so good. It's fucking so scary. <laughs> what is going on with the Slayers? Why are they like weird squids? <laughs> mm. <laughs> Nothing else is like that. It's so good. Oh my god, it's such a great detail in Crawl that they're like little squids yeah. that go into the ground. Fuck, I love it. Um, it's such a flex that this movie implies there's a whole novel series that you have to read. Yeah, there isn't. It's just what they decided. No, it's like, just, yeah, the squids, cool. Yeah, that's just how it is. No one's gonna ever talk about it. <laughs> yeah, um, it'll happen like five times. Um, anyway, Colwyn gets shot down, and um, right as the beat drops out in this song as well. So like over like the the drums stop briefly and then come back mm. and that's when he's shot and falls down the stairs, brutal. And the track ends with that damn cart catching on fire. <laughs> the only thing made of wood in the whole castle gets set on yeah. fire, <laughs> just just as a flex by the slayers being like "fuck you guys." Um, mm. Yeah, this song also has like the biggest and most aggressive use of the two words this and bitch Mm. oh yeah um yeah both by anderson and bruno where like the beat cuts out and it's just like this bitch got me and it happens exactly when a slayer gets killed there's like a close-up on the slayer so the slayer's thinking like yeah exactly yeah can't believe i'm dying here yeah (laughs) killed by colwyn (laughs) the worst way to die at the hands of a grinning idiot (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh god um playthrough two we've got ergo taking candy from a child because he's a bastard and then um mm. uh the spinning crystal vision um which yeah not a much uh going on i i i envisaged that you would have to smoke out of a window if you were living in a cave um yeah so that is appropriate um but beyond that not too much on this one um they decide the beast gets to crush that crystal on beat which i'm happy about and then there's like a bunch of wind (laughs) and then they go to the great swamp and you know that's what we're doing nothing really else um no play through three uh sort of a weird variant in this song where Yenir has misconstrued the relationship that he had with the widow and has let her go. Um, paints this scene into a very different way. Um, yeah. But yeah, again, Yenir does come off like he sucks in the movie because he just sort of brushes <laughs> off this like very weird situation <laughs> where mm-hmm. she like murdered their child because he left. And it's like, oh my God. Um, but yeah, he, he somehow like is pinning that on her um as part of the song uh so that's how i felt while i was listening to this um she also transforms back into her like younger version for the final chorus of this um Mm. 
So I don't know what that implies, like song wise. Uh, you know, like is it is it like the memory of her? It is like the vision of or how he sees her, of how Aeneas sees her. So that's kind of a maybe he's remembering this past version of her. I don't know. Yeah, like he's just been blustering around saying that she's, you know, making him smoke out of a window by cursing him, living in a web and killing his child. Yeah. But really, he still loves her. Yeah, I guess so. Who knew? Uh, Playthrough mm-hmm. four. Um, the beast gets stabbed by the glaive and goes down um, right at the start of this track. And then um, and there's a lot of like pained trying to get the glaive back by holding your arm out for bloody ages um doesn't come <laughs> back uh we do get at this bitch over this when colwyn is trying to like hold his arm out and i'm like this bitch just walk over <laughs> you, you know yeah. um so that worked um just abject failure uh for the chorus of this song as well when he's yeah just like gives up and walks over and gets it it's so funny um <laughs> and then yeah uh he's glaiveless and um the the beast isn't dead and they have that realization about the fire hand magic from the wedding you know <laughs> um and uh again smoking in a cave bad call because the beast is just barely visible from all the smoke in here it needs to be smoking <laughs> yeah. out the window gareth uh-huh. it open oh. a, shut all those doors earlier it didn't leave the door open didn't leave the window <laughs> open and now this place is full of bloody smoke furious yeah it's ruining our chance to look at a beast yeah i mean it's all i want to do uh and yeah we just get him like dispassionately shooting bolts of fire at the beast for the end here um there you go uh Mm. put on a smile gareth now you Mm. mentioned this in the intro um as being a strange one for you i was that great or I oh who's to say? Okay, <laughs> I almost it is a strange one. So this one, like, there's an interview. I think they did an Apple Music interview where they talked about like some of the songs on this album. Mm. And Bruno Mars outright said like, "Oh, I played this Fantasy Pack," and he said he hated it. Yeah. And then they like worked on it really hard, and they got like Babyface, this R and B like legend, to help out. Mm. And eventually they got it to somewhere where they thought it would fit this album more, but. Yeah, this is when we kind of, you know, evil Bruno Mars takes off his sequin suit and huge sunglasses and reveals a tiny little classic fedora Bruno Mars. Yeah. Like a sensitive soul. A fedora wearing baby just coddled in sequins, uh, unfortunately, (laughs) making his way into this album. Yeah, this is probably my least favorite on the album, I will agree, and that it is like uh, very much old school bruno it's a very it's just like a sad r&b love song um Mm. that's made its way into this funk album (laughs) um (laughs) which is fine it's like it's not a bad song and they they clearly have worked on it it's got really really nice minor chords which is not typical Mm. of like the the rest of the album it's a nice break i will say um from the rest you know and it's like also before the next song it's like a really good like switch up so like pacing wise on the album it's very clever um i think but yeah but yeah um yeah it's just no i'm all for it i like the the rain in it as well yeah i think 
There's a lot of, like, summer storm vibes to this whole album. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, to literally have some rain sounds is a good way to kind of bring that home for me. Yeah. Just some nice foley in there. But, yeah, it's just a (laughs) lamenting, uh, sad love song in the middle of the album. Let's see how that syncs with Mm. the rest. Um, Yeah, so uh, we've got... Yeah, just the, 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 we're still looking at that cart that's on fire and then Lissa getting taken up to the castle. Very sad vibes for this. Mm. Feels like a, a, an, an immediate loss um, at the on the first playthrough here with this playing in the background. Um, we've mm. got Inir rolling up on the castle and trying to revive Colwyn. Again, like dead bodies everywhere, bad times, you know. It's a it's a it's a losing battle out here. Um, so many have died, um, <laughs> and yeah, um, the part of the lyrics of the song is like, "Lord knows I'm dying." Like they're singing about like, uh, like so being so desperately in love that it feels like you're dying, um, and yeah, like there's people dying <laughs> waiting around for death. So you know. Um, and also, uh, but like all I, uh, the only thing worth smiling for is the like tail end of this chorus. It's like the only thing worth smiling for is you. And then, um, and we pan across and just see Colwyn like with his <laughs> shirt off as if this was a love song directed at him. So that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did like that. And, um. For the end of this, he does agree to go up to the mountains to go and get the glaive. So, that's the the end of that playthrough. Playthrough two, um, they're going through the, like, stolen crystals from the crystal cave <laughs> that turn out to just be rocks. Buddy, that's a true sadness. Being mm. poor. Being bandits and tricked by a canny seer, Gareth. <laughs> that's the true tragedy. Yeah. Um, oh. And yeah, and then they get another attacked by um, slayers again. Uh, And uh, yeah, it's just this one plays. uh, We get the like you, you, you thing playing out again. But this time it's Pharrell the Cyclops coming in and joining the fight. (laughs) Uh, So I'm I'm very, it's like a love song directly for him. Yeah. Um, Yeah. The Lord knows I'm dying. Uh, line relating to the Cyclops' inevitable fate, Gareth. That they all die. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah, that's wise. Yeah, there you go. Um, and yeah, he joins the party for the end of the track. So we've got Cyclops mm. on side. Playthrough three, going uh, to seek the fortress, the bit of the prognostication of the um, of the widow in the web here. She's saying where the fortress will rise uh, in the Iron Desert, etc. Um it's very like this scene is so much more dramatic with this song playing the like the mm. leaving of Lissa here after their reunion is like deep tragedy with this mournful love song playing over top um yeah full-on melodrama <laughs> uh <laughs> just yeah she shatters the the hourglass over the long like you bit so you know that's some drama it's good. Yeah. It does add some, like, actual, oh, this is a tragedy yeah. to this movie for the scene, which, you know, it was, you know, it needed it, considering we've just been introduced to a character 
immediately have to accept they've got a huge tragedy and then leave them. Yeah, we just leave them and they're both going to die, like, at the end of the <laughs> scene. Um, yeah, he like, Ania takes, like, one last look back over the final, like, calling out chorus of this of this album play before moving on and moving on with his life and mm-hmm. uh, what he has left of it. And, yeah, it's, it's a very sad end. And the spider agrees with me because there's like a little drum fill at the end of the track and it's fucking furiously jumping up and down on top of the egg <laughs> for that. And I'm like, yeah, man, that's how I feel. Uh, <laughs> the fourth playthrough, uh, the beast is dying. He is on yeah. fire and slow motion of wailing around. And that is, if that's what being in love is like, man. Just being a beast and being on fire. <laughs> it's just how it is. Whoa. Yeah. He looks like, this looks like a James Bond intro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with this song playing. Like, because there's just like this beautiful <laughs> singing <laughs> happening over the fucking beast. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And it's, yeah, complete slow-mo. Um, there's a... a expressionless man shooting fire out of his hands yeah it's like a it's just a strange opening title sequence to a different movie um, yeah and oh, yeah they would just lift it and shift it make it a james bond theme and just be like metaphor yeah metaphor cyclops metaphor beast yeah i could see the entire movie of crawl being an intro to a james bond movie <laughs> yeah that makes sense and then mm. you'd be like, you'd see later, you'd be like, oh, that's why the hand caught fire and turned into a rose. <laughs> Finally, I understand. Uh, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's not much else sinking otherwise. They just sort of run out of the fortress, saving um, Ergo and Titch, and then like blasting their way out of the fortress at the end. Like sink wise, not much more than that. Just that, mm. just the the beast vibing <laughs> as he dies is a great fit for me. So, <laughs> uh, from here we go to seven seven seven, which conveniently is track number seven on the album. Hey, um, yeah, there we go. It's a like a song about Vegas, winning big mm. in Vegas, gambling and being a high roller, basically celebration of the high life. Another flex track on the album. Yeah, oh, for sure yeah it's real fun um Mm. and yeah this is like a really good this reminds me a lot of um bruno's like later stuff like the 24 Mm. karat magic era and also a lot of anderson packets i feel like this is a really good blend of their styles um yeah yeah definitely like an album track this isn't a single worthy track i would say yeah but it is but it's definitely a fun one you know it's cool it's a, it's a, it's a, hmm. it's a, like, again, a real simple subject matter that gets explored, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. Great drums on this one too, obviously. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I will say this is my least favorite on the album. Oh yeah? Just maybe because it just feels a bit minor. And I think. Yeah. Because both of them are so good with those incredibly specific brags that I would have loved like a little bit of a weirder angle. Yeah. Yeah. For this flex song, I agree. Like, I, I feel like lyrically, it's one of the weaker ones, in that like it yeah. could have been a bit more like cutting in there. Like if they made like a, a, a few like barbs at like gambling and and the casino culture of um 
of Vegas. I think that would have been made yeah. for a more interesting song. Um, but it's like, nah, it's great drinking champagne, etc. And it's like, you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I feel like it could have been a sharper song if they had done yeah. something like that, you know? Just a little bit of a hint that they're like old gambling, like weird sunburned vegas guys yeah if it's set in a different town they're like doing the legalized gambling you can do in like the airport of vegas or like they're out in reno i don't know yeah somewhere in like deep florida yeah just riding jet skis even that's like a little bit more interesting and weird exactly yeah we find out at the end of the track that they're just old dudes with jet skis that's (laughs) yeah that's wonderful that's exactly what they're just playing online poker yeah yeah they made it big on texashold'em.com oh my god that's great um you know in the last like five years i've met i think three people who had a stretch of being full-time online poker players wow full-time yeah right god damn that would be such a stressful existence because you'd Mm. have no one to like read i don't know how people play texas hold'em online honestly like Half yeah. of the game is like reading your opponent and you can't really do that through a screen. Um, otherwise, yeah. it's just sort of weird maths. It's like, how well do you know percentages <laughs> the game? Um, yeah. So, I don't know. <laughs> That's just my hot mm. take about online poker. Uh, well, the weird thing is as well, being in New Zealand, they would have, have they have to wake up at these really weird hours to play as well. Yeah. So you kind of get stuck as that's the thing you do is like, well, I can't really go out. I've got to play tonight. Yeah. Which is, I guess, like a lot of jobs. But Interesting. Yeah. If you if you Just were one weird. of the three people that Gareth met that were got real into that, please email the show because I want to hear more info about it, what it was like. Um, yeah, no shade to you guys. Like, very impressive. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, especially I want, I if you made money. World. Yeah. Goddamn, impressive. Um, yeah, sinks. <laughs> sinks with this gambling song. Um, <laughs> it's just a bunch of fucking climbing for the first one it's oh yeah it's we're getting all the bloody climbing up the the mountain uh bringing way too high of an energy to this incredibly boring sequence of the film where he's just like <laughs> dodging rocks i found that really funny just like as a disparity between the two like mm. just so much fucking mountain climbing and these guys are getting real hyped about vegas <laughs> as if they're climbing a mountain to vegas it's so funny um yeah but just just the worst pick for the for this part of the movie <laughs> just such an anti-sync oh my god mm. loved it loved loved it to bits play through two <laughs> um they're just going through the swamps and yeah. uh we've got um lissa trying to explore the castle trying to um avoid capture she's just trying to escape this weird geiger nightmare and um she uh we get the let's go of the chorus that like seven, 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 let's go as they start sinking into the sick sand, the quicksand <laughs> rather. Um, and yeah, it's, <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. Um, mm. And also there's an ad lib as there's like a drum breakdown where um, Anderson calls out, I gotcha, I gotcha. <laughs> as they're all trying to grab each other <laughs> as they're sinking into the sand like as if he's helping um yeah <laughs> we don't see him but he's off camera doing yeah his he's holding out his drumsticks for the boys to grab hold on uh pulling each other out play through three and um 
he uh, fucking stumbles off the rock that he was standing on and dies <laughs> after delivering his message. So rest in peace to him. He's not going to Vegas. Mm. Um, you, he's not going to be in Crawl 3 or whatever. Um, <laughs> Crawl 3, Vegas. Yeah. Hell yeah. With the, the castle's just at the casino. It becomes a casino. <laughs> oh, my God. Give me the yeah. HR Geiger casino, please. Um, oh, <laughs> That's yeah, a nightmare version of gambling. Love that. Um, all the all the cards are just like made of bones, <laughs> and you're like, yeah. oh my god, <laughs> what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> just uh, the idea that a new casino just emerges in Vegas, and then like like right in the middle of the street, yeah. or something. <laughs> and it's just like, well, it's a casino. There yep. you go. That's part of it. They got all the permits. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so he dies and then um, we get the <laughs> intro to the fire mares, which is very abrupt. And uh, yeah, the we get the, the fortress trans- transferring to the Iron Desert, which doesn't sync with anything, and then go into a bunch of horse wrangling. So again, not mm. a lot of sinks. Um, <laughs> right at the end of the track, though, Rel, the Cyclops, because it gives a nod to camera, which I'm happy about. That's like, <laughs> that's that song. Yeah, special gift from from Raul the Cyclops on that one. Um, <laughs> play through four. Uh, they are climbing down the fortress to get away as it like breaks apart and then flies up into the sky. Um, again, sort of a weird. I guess it sort of like lights up in the sky is similar to Vegas. So, yeah, sort of. Mm. Um, yeah, there's. Uh, they watch it deconstruct out on the on the fields. And, um, yeah, it's completely gone by the end of the second chorus. And then, yeah, we just get like a bit of chatting before the end of the film where they're like talking (laughs) about unlocking the manacles, et cetera. Um, yeah, it's not really, not really much syncing. just with this track. This is low point on the album for Gareth and also for syncs. So yeah, that makes sense for your character, Gareth, um, (laughs) as master of the syncs, lord of Mm. the syncs. High Marshall. Um, it's called Sync Sonic. Sync Sonic. Um, yeah, that's that's what we're doing. Uh, track eight, Skate. It rhymes. Yeah. This is another favorite. Love Skate. Mm. This is such a fucking fun bop. Um, it's a full-blown disco revival track. Like, yes. this is straight out of the 70s disco era, um, especially with that intro. Um, of just these like meandering chords oh it's so nice and these like twinkling like bell sounds effectively oh it's real real good um Mm. and they play through like every single chorus throughout um yeah this is also an exceptionally corny song which is why i love it oh yeah like (laughs) yes yeah it's it's just like a direct love song but like also talking about skating (laughs) and how like yeah slide your way on over um it's got the dumbest line like committed to music in 2021 which is you smell better than a barbecue (laughs) (laughs) which is a bizarre way to (laughs) to tell someone they smell great it's yeah. so fucking confusing. What? It implies you smell more like a barbecue than a barbecue. Like, I yeah. know it's not saying that, but that's where your brain goes. Like, it's a good smell, I'll grant you that. But it's just, 
It's like, girl, you smell like roasted meat. Like, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why would you say that? <laughs> oh, it's so strange. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's, it's it's such a great compliment um, that I would I would love to have someday. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's yeah, it's a real it's a real good song. It's got a really good pre-chorus, which I like a lot. The like trying to mm. roll, trying to ride part. Is really fun, and in the video they are loving it. They all they like lean to the side, and Bruno's just like going ham on the bongos. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's such a fun song. This is mm. like this is yeah, probably my favorite on the album. I would say. Nice. It's the most seventiesy yeah. one, and it's the cheesiest one. It's the one I'm going to remember. I think. Mm. But yeah. Um, nah. Anything to help roller skates get their moment back in the sun. Fucking a I'm man. Hundred percent here for. Yeah. Roller skates better than rollerblades, calling it here. Um, Ah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. They got the like flat bottoms. You don't need to do the like weird stance that you have to do for rollerblading. (laughs) I get that rollerblading, you go faster, but like, why are we trying to go fast here, guys? Like, Mm. just fucking run. (laughs) Like, or get a bike. There are easier ways. Um, if you're on roll, roller skates, that that is fun. You're trying to be, you're trying to have fun. You aren't trying to go anywhere mm. in a hurry, you know? That's the key difference between the two things. Yeah. Thank you nah, for coming yeah. to my roller skates first blades TED talk. Um, and now I'm going to talk about sinks. Playthrough one. <laughs> uh, yeah, more climbing. Straight into this bloody cave uh, where, the gr- where the glaive is, the glaive cave. Um, and yeah, goes to fetch it by reaching down into the lava and, um, the, he, he met like over the course of this, we've just had like climbing and nothing sinking and then going into this cave, nothing sinking. Um, as we go into that sweet bridge in the song, he does kneel down and there's like a shot change for that, but that isn't really a sink. Um, and then, uh, Right at the end of the track, the little spikes pop out the end of the glaive, like on cue. So that's nice. That's a pretty good mm. sync. Um, playthrough two, uh, fucking Mino dies in the sink sand. Rest in peace, Mino. Uh, everyone's <laughs> favorite, known for throwing a net as his weapon. Um, <laughs> yeah, hilarious. Why, like, out of all the bandit weapons, like, there's guy, there's two guys with whips. Um, one guy with a spear. I don't know. I think, oh no. Um, both Torquil and Keegan have axes. Um, mm. uh, I don't. Oh, Someone's got daggers. Yeah. There's one guy with a oh, dagger. One guy Bardock. with a bow staff. And then yeah. fucking Mino has a net. <laughs> Which like, I guess if he's in tandem with the rest of the group, it's fine. But if he ever gets mm. on his own, he's fucked. Like you can't win with just a net. <laughs> Yeah. sorry there's Mino. an amazing shot where he gets like a slayer trapped in his net and robbie coltrane then kills the slayer yes. and robbie coltrane gives a look and almost a camera that's like i can't believe the net did something yeah i can't believe that worked yeah just the bemused look at killing an alien is my favorite part of that whole sequence he's like wow that was actually <laughs> quite easy that's <laughs> <laughs> what that is implying uh <laughs> I slayed the slayer. Um, yes. So he dies. Um, 
as part of the song's lyrics, there is saying, um, take my hand and hold on tight. And that's exactly what these boys are doing, trying to rescue Mino <laughs> out here in the sink sand. That's a great sink sand strategy. Um, take my yeah. hand and hold on tight. Also a great strategy for relationships. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. This album's full of quicksand advice. Yeah. Right? Yeah, not good. Uh, not good not good advice, all of it, but some of it <laughs> is advice. Mm. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Uh, he does die right at the end of the first chorus. Poor Minnow. And then <laughs> mm-hmm. um, we also get the like creepy changeling coming in to take over the seer's body, but not much else. Yeah. With my favorite sync, though, and that they say, if you're looking for a man, sugar, here I am. Oh. <laughs> this other seer arrives. Oh, like, no. Here I am. <laughs> That ain't the man that we want. (laughs) Here he is. Bloody changeling. Oh, God, that is such a horrifying changeling as well. Um, Playthrough three, um, the lads are getting ready um, at after the nod from Rel, trying to get ready to wrangle these horses. Um, Horses not known for their skating ability, Gareth. Um, Mm. Not keen skaters with their hooves. so important difference there uh <laughs> yeah they've already got hooves they don't need wheels on those hooves no the chaos no uh, maybe that's the difference with firemares they're all wearing roller skates and that's how they go so fast potentially mm. unknown not a good not a lot yeah. of shots of the husses the husses the horses <laughs> hooves <laughs> what are the husses oh no Oh, that's no good. I'm running out of energy, if you haven't noticed, uh, listeners. <laughs> I'm, I'm slowly decompressing into a puddle, but we'll get there. Um, yeah, we got uh, Grab My Hand and Hold On Tight again as Rel the Cyclops and Colwyn uh, grab hold of these ropes and hold on tight as they get dragged behind the fire bears. Um, so that's pretty good. Uh, mm. And also, uh, Rel stays behind to die. Fucking rip to a real one. Shout outs to Rel, the Cyclops. <laughs> Giving up hope here at this moment, but he'll be back, baby. Um, playthrough four. This is the final playthrough four section because yeah. we uh, just get the final parts of the film as they are running off into the horizon. And then we get the credits, which play over this entire song and end perfectly on the final credits um, with the end of this track which scared the hell out of me um (laughs) so yeah this crawl is exactly four playthroughs of this in length minus one song (laughs) yeah (laughs) minus blast off uh which is what we're going to get to now um Mm. which is the smooth as hell outro to this album Mm. um all about doing psychedelics baby (laughs) Oh, doing drugs. Is sort oh, of- I took it too literally. I was like, ah, yes, finally becoming astronauts. Yes? No, it's not, Gareth. Oh, it's no. all a metaphor for bloody ah, tricked again. Bloody Lucy in the sky with diamonds <laughs> for a reference <laughs> that our listeners will get. <laughs> um, yeah, they're all doing bloody drugs. Um, there's a lot of uh, sweet lyrics in here. Blast off and kiss the moon tonight. Um, mm. Dark side unknown if it is kissed. But uh, which side of the moon you're kissing? Let me know, listeners. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's just like a real spacey outro. And then we get a direct farewell from the album um, by Bootsy. Yeah. Uh, which is how all albums 
shooting just with Bootsy mm. Collins and coming in and saying goodbye. <laughs> 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 See you next time. I love it. I hope he does it for all of the albums. Um, yes. Just coming in and saying uh, farewell. It'd be yeah. cool if they had a different host every album, though. Like that would be cool. Else legendary from funk. Yeah. I hope they Old do Smokey Smokey Robinson coming in or something like that. What would be the next album for them? Like A Morning with Silk Sonic? It's all about breakfasts? <laughs> yes, 100%. <laughs> and the album cover is like their face made of bacon and eggs. Yeah. They're just served up on a plate. It's all like songs about brunch and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Drinking mimosas in the sun. Hell yeah. Oh, Different actually- alarm clocks that they're bragging about owning. <laughs> Yeah, they do a cover of "Time" by Pink Floyd when it's yeah. just a bunch of album, bunch of uh, alarm clocks going off. But they change it to be all about the morning. Yeah, time uh, and then in brackets, but just the morning. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. There we go. Time and brackets to wake up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, this song has a ripping guitar solo yeah it does perfect like summer storm kind of vibe mm. and bruno mars is ripping that solo yeah which i could not believe right like it's amazing my boy's on the strings bruno yeah. what are you doing boy how'd you get up on that stage yeah. <laughs> who gave bruno you guitars who gave you <laughs> bruno guitars oh who gave him that stratocaster who did it yeah who done it? Was it you, Anderson? You've been leading him astray again. <laughs> See me after class. Um, yeah. Play through. Sliding him a Stratocaster in class. <laughs> Just under his desk. Oh, man. Play through one. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's Trip Out City, baby. As um, we are just in the zooming in on the eye of the beast's castle with Lissa in it, which is a good fit. It's like the tool album of this. <laughs> um, yeah of this part but yeah it's it's a good fit for the song about drugs so that's fun um and then yeah uh just talking about all the fantasy bullshit that they're gonna have to go through in order to get to um the journey go and save lissa etc um go see the blind emerald seer you know in the cave etc in the great swamp uh, blah blah blah. There's classic stuff that someone would tell you when you were high on LSD just to freak you out. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we get the outro bar coming in um, as we go in to pick up Ergo at the waterfall. He streaks in like a meteorite into the waterfall's water, mm. um, and yeah, we end the album as he transforms back into a human after <laughs> being a goose briefly. <laughs> so you know, that's pretty. That's pretty trippy. And some acid, yeah. acid visuals for you. Ergo's an acid trip of a man, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's the kind of friend you make when you get into drugs and you're like, oh, no. He's, yeah. He's, got, he's the only one with drugs. He's got big drug dealer energy, actually. Um, <laughs> yes, carrying yeah. around, like, random scraps of paper with him with, like, mm. scrawlings. And there's, like, they're my receipts. <laughs> and you're like, what is it, yeah. dude? Leave me alone. Why do you smell so bad? <laughs> uh, <laughs> All you want to do is steal pies. I lo- I'm, I'm I sure the, the actor is fantastic. Um, mm. So, no, no shade on you, but that character, boy. Um, <laughs> anyway, we don't have to talk about him again, probably. Uh, playthrough 2. 
the crew have moved on and uh, Cyclops is witnessing the the seer's body sinking, uh, coming up from the sand as mm. he realizes that his friend has been replaced. Um, they, uh, as part of the lyrics of this track, they say, tiptoe to a magic place. Um, as they are approaching the center of the swamp, which is the magic place where the ritual must be done. So they are tiptoeing towards that. Um, mm. There is uh, the evil Emerald Seer gets killed by um, Rel, the cyclist, by throwing a spear and Colwyn stabs him with a wee dagger. And then he turns into this horrific image, which is the last yeah. thing you would want to see while on acid. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just oh, an absolute an old man melt. Yeah, yeah. That's that. I feel like is an experience that would be common to have if you are on drugs. Haven't done acid, by the way. Fun fact about no, OJB. Doesn't know what he's talking about, as always. Um, but don't want to see a man melt into the floor and turn into a jellyfish. No, thank you. No. Don't want to do that. Um, but yeah, uh, we're talking about having to go to the widow of the web. Um, over the vibey piano outro for this track and Ania coming to terms with what he has to do. And then, yeah, Ergo gives an act of kindness and turns into a dog. There hmm. you go. That's he is, he is transformed twice. So he transformed at the end of playthrough one here and at the end of playthrough two. So yeah, two of his animal transformations occur here, um, which is good. His last one happened like somewhere in the middle with the tiger. Hmm. Um, but anyway, um, play through three, the final part, uh, we're shaking hands, seeing, saying goodbye to Rel. Everyone bloody loves him. They're all saying, oh my God, can't believe we're leaving this character behind here. Ridiculous. That's such yeah. a bleak end. Um, and yeah, it's time for a fire mere journey across the sky, Gareth. And I can't think of anything more apropos. Um, right. Just... Fly, literally flying through the sky on horseback with fire coming out of the hooves. They are blasting off. You know? Mm. That's how it goes. Yeah. It's a great way to end. Um, And yeah, they reach the fortress. And that's the end of our sinks because playthrough four is done. Um, There you go. We did it. What did you think? How did it sink? Oh, wow. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what can you say we've now got to like re-piece all these puzzle pieces we've got to push all four corners of the exactly. screen into one. Oh my gosh yes I... oh my god i forgot i want you to tell me more about that experience just as a whole how was that it was just tough like you realize this film is yeah like i said very gray and green and brown Mm. Um, you okay. realize how tonally all over the place it is when suddenly in one corner of your eye there's like trippy H.R. Giger-esque beast land while other times there's a man swashbuckling around and then like a yeah. character actor who went on to be in Harry Potter dying like all this stuff you don't know where to look um, <laughs> I was very proud I got the subtitles working on each corner so that was quite cool oh yeah um, yeah, honestly, like, I thought it would be a great time-efficient way to get the maximum experience, and I'm sad to say <laughs> yes. there's a reason they don't split a plot across four screens and have each four stories tell, yeah. them, tell themselves at the same time. 
to the music of Silk Sonic. So that experience didn't sink. Well, the overall it was film, a worthy experiment, Gareth. Thank you. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for doing it and putting in the putting in the effort. Um, now we know that that <laughs> isn't a way that you should watch a film. But was it a way sh- we should have discussed a film? Hard to, hard to know. <laughs> Uh, who's to say <laughs> until we find out yeah who's to say i guess the listeners mm. um but what did what did we think and how did it sink is the only thing left to do um yeah i mean you kind of got to think each fourth and how that sank synced mm. although that's even harder okay. <laughs> looking thinking about each each quarter that's way harder like, with our notes oh my god let's just do one score like yeah. normal please um, <laughs> thank you yeah I mean, I'll say this probably is yeah. maybe of the f- f- five albums we've done to Krull, this is probably, weirdly, all of them mm. have been higher than Pink Floyd. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this is around whatever we go well, from the Jewels. Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon was, was, just, it was just so antithetical to what Krull mm. was trying to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like this is laid. That makes back. sense. This is anyway. so laid back. The number yeah. has laid all its way back to be a perfect line. Like we can't quite tell what the number is, but it might be a yeah. seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. It's a nice horizontal good. seven. It was, there's like there's quite a few things that quite a few things that synced up. Hey, eh? I was like kind of mm. surprised. Yeah, pretty happy yeah. about that. One or seven. So yeah, yeah. you don't know oh. which. Mm. <laughs> it's just that flat. Yeah. Oh. Well, just one a one-dimensional number. Yes, finally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, James, this album, if you ask me, it was mm. like A-listers coming back to pay a tribute to something they loved so much and they bonded over. And it just made me wonder like yeah. what if what if A-listers today came back to Krull and remade it? So I asked you off mic, mm. who would you cast in a if they were to remake Krull tomorrow? Who are you putting in Krull? <laughs> who are the A-listers who are bringing Krull back to life? Mate, like Silk Sonic. I, I relished the us. opportunity to do this. This was so yes. so satisfying to cast this movie. Um, and I'm stoked to share my list with you. Have you done the same? Yes. Have you made a powerful yeah. list? Should we go through like character by character together and yeah. swap off? Okay. Absolutely. Right. Uh, let's talk Colwyn first, mm. uh, our, our leading man. Um, I went with Liam Hemsworth on this one. The, the alternate Hemsworth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for this because i feel like he has the like he doesn't have the like muscle bound nature of his brother that i feel like and he's sort of he's playing second fiddle in a way that i feel like colwyn mm. is born to do um so that's my cast there what have you gone with that's actually perfect so i tried to do kind of a similar thing i thought like we find someone charming enough to kind of fill in colwyn's weird energy <laughs> like fill in his gaps and make him seem like less mm. of a sociopath but then i kind of just went leaned all the way into it and i've cast um barry cogan from the green knight and the killing of a sacred deer as colwyn mm. this like kind of creepy guy i reckon he could play this like flat energy of colwyn 
and we just lean into, into it. it. We're just like, yeah, Colwyn's a weird dude, but he's our savior. <laughs> yes. Oh man, mm. both great choices. Both very good. Yeah. Um. Okay. Lissa, what? Who did you have for Lissa? I cast from the Crown and from Little Sims album Emma Corrin. I was Ooh. like, she did oh. such a good job narrating this last watch. Let's just get her in there. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, very good, very good cast. Yeah, I who have you have got? Gone- I've gone with like a similar kind of archetype, uh, but like I wanted to try and do like a visual match for many of these castings. So I've gone with Amanda Seyfried um, (laughs) from, yeah, I I feel like as appearing Liam Hensworth and Amanda Seyfried, probably a bit bizarre, but um, (laughs) you know, it's an arranged marriage, so it'll be fine. Mm. But yeah, I feel like she's got like similar- Similar vibe to Lissa <laughs> that I feel like she could really <laughs> yeah. pull it off. Yeah. Nice. Who have you got for Inir? Inir? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I needed someone who was um, older and wiser and mm-hmm. uh, has learned. A- I wanted like an a, a actor that's uh, learned a lot, but also is like um, charming and uh and lovable because anir is like sort of this big softy guy right um yeah and so i've gone with the incomparable robbie coltrane gareth <laughs> i'm bringing <laughs> him back in a different role ah <laughs> oh, yes yeah ah oh, brilliant i have him later on as one of the dads <laughs> oh yes he's one of the royal dads along with ken marshall who originally plays colin oh like, let's get them in as the dads very good. Yeah. I like but that my Inir, That's very strong. We'll get- thank you. My Aeneas, yes. I'm going for just a guy I love seeing. I'm, you're going to- Listeners are going to get to hear me talk about this actor quite a lot, I feel like, in the next month. It is Stephen McKinley Henderson, mm. the drama teacher from Lady Bird. <laughs> just a great older oh. guy. I think, he'd, I think he'd lead Colwyn very well. Okay. Oh, good. Very good. With some love- lovable old dudes Perfect. guiding the lads. Very important. Um, yeah. Who should we do next? Ergo? So, I toyed with the idea of cutting Ergo completely. <laughs> but then I thought, like, okay, we want someone who's... <laughs> we want someone who's funny. We want someone who's, like, you know, a bit out of their depth. So, I just thought we'll give it to someone who's guaranteed funny. Mm. And that's New Zealand comedian Angela Dravid. Whoa, yes. She's going to play Ergo. Yeah. That <laughs> rules. I love that cast. Can't go wrong. That's Heck fucking yeah. genius. Right? Mate, I zagged on him though. I've gone with like similar like energy to Ergo. I just want to preface this with that. I hate, I, I don't hate either of these actors. Um, and by casting them as Ugo mm. the Magnificent, this is not me saying, like, that I wish them a painful death, uh, <laughs> basically. <laughs> yeah, we're saying these people can improve Ergo. Yes, directly. Hopefully. I'm not saying that I dislike these people. That said, I have cast mm. either... this. I have two options for this one. Either Kevin James mm. Gareth or Kevin Hart. Oh, Yeah. 
Oh, that's yeah, just strong Kevin energy from Ergo that I was getting picking mm. up, and I feel like either would do a pretty good job in the role. Like they do different work, but yeah, it would be like it would be mm. it would be funny and it would be cheesy, and that's like exactly what I need for Ergo. You know? Yeah, yeah. There you go. No, that's great. Oh. All right, now important. Um, now who important is your one. Cyclops? Yeah, Rel. Rel the Cyclops. Um, I've again, uh, ideally I would have had Andre the Giant, but unfortunately he has passed away, so I can't choose him because I feel like that would be a perfect casting. Like he would fucking destroy the role. Um, But I've gone with, mainly because I wanted like see it happen, uh, Liam Neeson (laughs) as Rel the Cyclops. (laughs) I just want him wearing so much prosthetic makeup. But also- Liam Neeson, mm. pretty tall. He's like six foot four. Um, so, you know, you could do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Get him in there. Mm. Get him with the moving eye. Nice. What about you? Who have you got for Ralph? <laughs> so, for my Cyclops, I've kind of, I've got a little nerdy on the idea of a Cyclops. I like the idea that they'll be cursed with this sight. So, for mm. me, I'm picturing like a huge jellyfish style mollusk of an eyeball growing over the sky, like warping him slowly. And I don't know why, but I just want to see Benicio Del Toro deal with that. I think (laughs) he'd nail that. (laughs) That rules. Oh my God. That'd be such a gritty version of Kroll. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) That's really nice. Very different to considering everyone else I've cast. Just have one guy be gritty. Yeah. Just get him in there. Benicio. What's he doing? Yeah. Yeah, Just covered in this enormous (laughs) eye. I love that. Yeah. All right. So gross. Um, Torquil. Um, Now. Leader leader of the bandits. (laughs) Did you cast someone as this guy? Yeah. I reckon the WWE's Kofi Kingston. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because he's famous for his jumps. Hell, yeah. Get him on the rolls. Mm. Can he do a forward roll? Probably. Love that. I've gone with a like a similar like archetype match. And just for someone who's like a little bit seedy, um, I've gone with Walton Goggins for Torquil. Oh yeah. Just because I think Yeah, right. Like he he's such a like sweet like character actor, and I reckon he'd be really good as Mm. Torquil as this like really quite creepy bandit guy that wins you over. Like, I reckon he'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Uh, Did you cast any of the bandits? For the bandits, I just wanted a group of unknowns. Like, I just want all of them to be like a bunch of actors I've never seen before to give them all a shot, you know? Because that's sort of what's going Mm. on in Krull, right? This is the first appearance of Robbie Coltrane and Liam Neeson. They're like breakout roles into cinema, (laughs) effectively. Um, And yeah, Mm. I just want like the crew to be a bunch of people that I've never seen before. Give them the shot. Open casting call. That's what I want for all yeah. of the bandits. That's great. Because <laughs> there's eight and I wasn't going to cast all of them. <laughs> no. I just wanted to have for mine Bruno Mars yes. as Keegan and Anderson Pack as Run, just to have the same feeling of like, what the hell? <laughs> Why are they Mars? here? Why are both yeah. of their weapons drums? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. I love that. Uh and then the rest is um, the rest next- is just the band, uh, their backing band. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Perfect. Yeah. 
And no music. They don't provide any music. They just use their drums as weapons. <laughs> no, who was, who was your talk again? Sorry, who's leading them? <laughs> WWE's Kofi <laughs> Kingston. Just a good looking man so in his 40s. Good. That's the best crew. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, okay. Is it your turn for the Emerald Seer? The Emerald Seer. So, I've got the Emerald Seer and mm-hmm. Titch. Yep. The child. And I've got uh, James Cromwell from Oh, Babe. yeah, 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 yeah. But he's playing Titch. Whoa. Because the Emerald Seer is played by Alan Kim, the child actor from <laughs> Minari. <laughs> oh, my God. I think that would be such a cool <laughs> twist to go in. You see James Cromwell or Emerald Seer. Switched. up. But no, no, he's just helping. Oh, the real that's so funny. <laughs> I love that so, so much. Um, okay. So my, my casting, I've got, I have not zagged on them like you have. I've gotten, uh, <laughs> my, my cast for these two, Emerald Seer, George Decay. It's Sulu, baby. Oh. <laughs> Get him in there. This yes. wise man. I need him. He would love being the Emerald Seer, I think. He gets to like murder yeah. himself as a changeling. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. And um, for Titch, I've just gone with uh, Jacob Tremblay, um, who's just Ooh. a young boy. He's a he's in Luca. Um, <laughs> he's in the Book of Henry, that, that weird okay. movie. Um, yeah. He's in a bunch of stuff. He's a child actor. He's 15 years old. So, get him in there. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, Widow of the Web. Um my choice for this. I had to go with it. Anne Hathaway. Um, yeah. Ooh. Get her in there. And because she has to wear like all that prosthetic makeup again. Because she also did that. I found out on this watch that the Widow of the Web is actually the same actress wearing like a shitload of makeup. Yes, I thought it was two yeah. different people for sure. <laughs> but no. No. Yeah. And like she's really young. Yeah. This actress. Um, Francesca Anna's as the Widow of the Web. And yeah, just kind of made to be old for most of it, except for one mirror shot, which is why I'm casting as the widow of the web, Francesca Anna. She's, she's back. back again, but now made up to look younger. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so smart. So smart. Oh, that's a great <laughs> cast. Um, all that's oh, left. Yes. All I just I- did the Kings next. Yeah. That's all I've got, which you've already covered. Um, you can, uh, who was it? Uh, Colwyn and. Uh, and Robbie, Robbie Coltrane, Coltrane back. Um, I've just cast Robert De Niro and Al Pacino in these roles. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just get them in there uh, as these old wise yeah. kings. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird reunion on yeah. camera for yeah. those two. <laughs> um, I have not done any more. <laughs> the- okay. I have cast The oh, Beast. Oh, The Beast. Oh, my God. Yeah. But my beast is Liam Neeson. Oh yeah, that's a great, that's a great yeah. one. He's got the voice. Man, yeah. I, I want the beast to be built by Robert Malley. <laughs> like, I want him to construct me a beast. The the mm. <laughs> which he probably did, honestly, for this film. But yeah, but I, I want him to like build that. me like a robot beast. That would be the dream. Um, nice. And then we can put it in his museum. It'd be great. Um, yeah. Yeah. Aww. Um, just a just a run back project, Krull two, Krull again. Mm. 
<laughs> and then crawl for eBay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I can't wait for. That's going to be the best one. Um, that's it for the show, right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's us. For folks, thanks for listening. We're about to lean back into our windows yeah. and stop whispering about stop crawl to each other. Stop smoke across these windows. Gosh. Yeah. Now, I'm sure you've all been looking at your calendars and you're aware that it's a very mm. special month. It is January. <laughs> So, sadly, um, we're not actually doing any episodes. In fact, we've both just been hired to be the official mm-hmm. podcasts of um, this desert planet. Yeah. So, we've actually just got to head there for a bit. It's kind of crazy, though. I keep having these yeah. dreams, James. These dreams that I'm recording an episode about David Lynch's attempt to make the <laughs> film Dune. Have you been having I've been this having dream? a similar dream, but mine's all about oh. Denis Villeneuve's attempt to make Dune. Um, so why don't we do those back to back, baby? <laughs> yeah, January special, our most uh, definitely our most requested and built yeah. up film. Besides the Green Knight, uh, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm a little scared. Actually, Kroll was pretty requested, and we've <laughs> yep dug that Done into the that. ground so yeah <sighs> yeah like larry the sandworm guy said we're gonna get a dune <laughs> oh my gosh get her dune oh. oh and on that bombshell gareth it's time to close the podcast <laughs> oh. sink floyd on yeah. twitter sink floyd on gmail sink floyd under your bed you can't get us to leave what a <laughs> We're on all the socials. We're on all the yeah. anti-socials. We're all, we're everywhere. We are existence Everywhere you need itself. us to be. Merry Christmas yeah. from St. Floyd. From us to you, have a happy holiday season. Stay safe out there. That's my mm. advice. Stay safe. Yeah. Hang 10. Uh, and until, oh, hang 10. <laughs> and until then, as we say at the end of every episode, hang 10. <laughs> hang 10, listeners. <laughs>